You're listening to the Bragging Rights Fantasy Football Podcast with your host and commissioner, Patrick Sullivan, and special guests from around the league. Welcome to the show. Okay, welcome in to the latest episode of the Bragging Rights Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, your commissioner and host, Patty Sullivan. We've got a really special episode for you tonight. Uh, on the wake of a really good idea from uh, Mr. Forbes in the last episode, we're going to be focusing tonight on the power rankings as voted by the GMs in this league. So that'll be the uh, the main focus of tonight. Uh, we won't be doing the usual uh, segment because honestly I cannot be asked doing all of the editing for that. Uh, so even though tonight it's just me with no special guest recordings, uh, we do have a lot of the contribution coming from you guys, from the listeners, in terms of your votes dictating what the power rankings are. And uh, who knows, we might have a few little uh, uh, guest audio segments that uh, a few of the GMs have decided to uh, send in some thoughts about the rankings. So I want to welcome you all, all of the uh, the listeners from the league. also want to welcome um, some American listeners that I noticed on the analytics for the podcast page. Uh, We've got a couple of them in here, so um, I don't know how this has happened. I did not know this was reaching that far, and I presume uh, you would have uh, stopped listening uh, in the last episode as soon as uh, Terry hit the mic. But uh, if you have stayed with us, then welcome, and uh, apologies for what I would imagine would be uh, a lot of nonsense. So uh, actually, talking about podcast analytics, we do have another fun fact for you. I was able to see what is the highest uh, rated episode in terms of the listens and uh, congratulations goes out to our special guest that week Mr. Tom Mundy previous commish so uh, people just couldn't get enough of you so well done or perhaps maybe it is saying that after listening to you they uh, they stop listening uh, to the episodes following it so I don't know take it as you will but um now, I'm going to give you credit for this one, Monday, because as we're about to find out, uh, the rest of the episode is not going to go so well for you. So let's get into the power rankings. I want to shout out uh, to Mr. Chris Forbes, who's really helped uh, with his spreadsheet skills, and uh, and I want to thank all the GMs who, who came in uh, well with the votes. So let's get started with the power rankings. Fantasy Power Rankings. Okay, to kick us off at spot number 12, this should come as no surprise to the entire league who voted almost unanimously to put this man at 12. I think his highest rank was at 10 out of all of the uh, voting submissions. But number 12 goes to the previous commissioner, Mr. Tom Mundy. Look, he uh, the just loves losing. What can we say? He uh, started 0-5 last year. He's starting 0-4 this year. And uh, the only thing stopping him from uh, from matching that horrendous record from last year will be his roommate. He's coming up against the new, house, uh, the new hounds, MJP, his own roommate. So it'll be very interesting to see the, uh, the tension in that flat as the, uh, as the boys approach game day. Uh, so uh, looking at his roster, he's got, I suppose, two uh, shining... Uh, 
lights in there, two studs in Zeke and Kelsey, and the rest is a bit of a mess. He's had a, a carousel of quarterbacks throughout the season. He's gone from Breeze in the draft to then Stafford to Cam, and now he's a sign of desperate times. He's gone to uh, Mr. Herbert, the rookie. So the carousel is continuing to go round and round and round and round, just like the big fat zero in his win column. So there we have it, number 12, Tom Mundy, be better. Ooh, final point to mention here, I did actually reach out to Mr. Mundy to see if he had a defense for his atrocious performance to date, and he declined to comment a true mark of shame for this struggling GM. Okay, so let's move on to spot 11. And here we've got Mitch Johns. He's going by the team name of Team M. Johns. A name about as bland as the performances that he's been putting up to date. He is the only other GM at 0 and 4, so probably deserves to be here because of that record. I think the highest that he was ranked in the uh, the voter rankings was 8th, and the lowest was at 11. So Mitch is coming off the lowest score of last round, and I think he no longer has a defense about points scored against because I think he lost to Mason, who was the second or third lowest. So, uh, but Mitch, I seemingly have an endless supply of positivity for you on this podcast. I'm trying to champion you despite me uh, giving you that big old fine at the start of the season. I have come around and I'm really, really hoping that you will uh, finally get that win. Every every episode and every week, I keep thinking, is this going to be the one? So uh, eventually, hopefully, I will be right. And uh, you have got a few things um, working in your favor uh, with your host of injuries at the start of the season, kind of uh, coming back from them. Uh, well, not Saquon, of course, but Kenny G is back. I I think most of it will be back shortly. Um, other positives, Keenan Allen is getting huge targets after the switch to Justin Herbert and uh, set to get even more targets with uh, with um, Eckler out. Um, hopefully Ertz will flourish with uh, with him being the, the standalone uh, tight end at Philly. So, um, Mitch, I do hope that, uh, that you get your maiden win for the season and uh, I hope it comes soon. But for now, given your record and given the strength of your team, here you are, we find you at number 11. Okay, up next we have the GM who makes the beats, but the league does not want to listen to them. They've voted him in at number 10. We have Beats by Davo. So he was ranked as high as number 6, but also as low as number 12, and that was more the kind of uh, direction he was trending, so that's why he's averaged at number 10. Okay, so Davo, uh, look, the one and only big shining star from his team is Russell Wilson. Uh, Russ wanted to cook, and they are letting him cook. He's cooking, and he has earned himself a Michelin star. But the rest of Davo's team, unfortunately, is serving up trash. The entree for his season was an injury to Michael Thomas. The main course shortly after, an injury to Lev Bell. And the dessert, to finish it off, the dessert that nobody wants, this aging, decrepit, and ever-increasingly brain-damaged cherry on top, it's Rob Gronkowski, tight end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and someone who I notice is in Davo's lineup for this upcoming round. Davo, please learn from your mistakes. 
be better. But look, it's not all bad news. Uh, you have been making some deft moves on the waiver wire, and you've got Michael Thomas coming back shortly. Also had a nice close win on the back of that Nicole Harbin touchdown on Monday Night Football. So, Davo, I love you, buddy. Get some wins under your belt, and uh, and hopefully we'll see you climb the ranks soon. But for now, here you are at number 10. Okay, so let's move to number nine. And for this spot, we've got a man who is about to receive the first official diagnosis from yours truly, live via the podcast, the man with multiple personality disorder. It is Rob Zanko, a.k.a. Pretty Latte, a.k.a. Puffy, a.k.a. Doc Latte. He's got coming in at nine. The uh, voters have ranked him anywhere between five and 11 but he's averaged himself out here probably on the back of uh, some tough losses and a record of one to three. Look, the man is going through an identity crisis, and recently he went to the desperate attempts of trying to get Josh Gordon to bring something to his squad. You know, he had high hopes that this would be a dope pick. He didn't want to blow it. However, Gordon is yet to set foot on the grass and have any plays between the hash marks. So it might be time here for a latte to weed him out of the squad's lineup. Look, the previous champ has fallen from such great heights. But uh, here's the thing. There's actually still hope for the squad, which at the moment is good on paper, but just underperforming, really. He's got underperforming running backs in Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake, a really great wide receiving core in Hopkins, Jefferson, wonderful pickup off the waiver wire, and a potentially inconsistent but also potentially weak winning um, OBJ. So uh, he should do better, and I believe that he will do better. So uh, so let's see it. And uh, and if it happens, I'm sure you'll rise through the ranks. I'm also, uh, I'm also missing, uh, God help me for saying this, but I'm missing that kind of cocky energy that you started the season with. So bring back some wins, bring back the smack talk, bring back that, that energy. Uh, because uh, we miss it. All right. For the moment, though, uh, Doc Latte, you're in at number nine. Coming in just ahead of him on the overall averaged out scores is Terry Welsh at number eight. He was voted by the league anywhere from between six, pretty high, all the way down to 12, pretty low. So uh, he averaged out at eight. Yeah, just pipping out Latte there. Look, Terry wants to be a T-bone. He wants to be that premium cut. But at the moment, he's 1-3, looking like a rump roast that someone has dropped off the barbie a few too many times. And he's got Thunderoo breathing down his neck this week, ready to turn him into a minced meat. The story of the season so far has been one outrageous win, topping 180 points, and then three disappointing losses, averaging out at about the 105 mark. The season's also been marked by missed opportunities on the waiver wire by a man with too much fab and not enough balls to spend it. And amusingly, all this penny-pinching is the thing that has truly cost him the most. Getting pipped at the post on most of his targets to date, he actually came through only tonight, finally, with a successful waiver bid on Justin Jackson, although it should be noted that he was still outbid by Mick. Teeny just had too many plays on the roster by that stage, so he, uh, he fell down to Terry. So look, uh, looking broad pitcher, his keeper, DJ Moore, could not have done DJ less so far. Nick Chubb is on IR, and his other running back, Aaron Jones, is on bye this week. So he's certainly up against it and could see himself going to one and four pretty easily. Uh, his one hope this week is Josh Allen. Not just this week, throughout the season, actually. He's had a stellar season so far, and I believe he's number uh, QB3 overall. So will that be enough to keep him competitive 
Well, the league certainly doesn't think so, and that's why they've ranked you well down in the lower half of the rankings. Coming in at number eight, it's T-Bone. Okay, so moving on to the next player, spot number seven, is a GM that is absolutely confounding the league. Nobody knows where to put him as he has been voted as high as number three and as low as number 11. So he's got the highest variability uh, rating spread out across all of the votes, and it's Mr. McTeeny. So Mick is uh, sitting pretty at the top of his division with a pretty nice record of 3-1. and one. However, he is faced uh, with a few key injuries, none bigger than his star running back, Christian McCaffrey, obviously, but also some concerns with, say, Mike Evans, who somehow managed to hobble himself to 100 yards and a touchdown last week, uh, plus Debo having a few uh, teething issues with his recent return. Uh, Mick has had a nice pickup on the waiver wire after Nick Chubb's injury in Cleveland. And uh, considering I'm playing you this round, Mick, I can earnestly say that I hope he's a total flop. Um, someone who I do love in your roster is Robbie Anderson, partly because I love to see him outperforming everybody's expectations. He's currently wide receiver 14, which uh, blows my mind, uh, and also partly because him outshining DJ Moore allowed me to make that killer DJ Less joke earlier, which is so juicy that it is now getting a second run. Um, so well done, Mick. Great unknown amongst our voters so far. Uh, it will be very interesting to see where you go from here. But for now... Number seven. Up next at number six, we have Paddy Sullivan, the GM who has adopted the moniker of the Cannoli Kamish. And I can really think of nothing better than this delicious dessert to represent the kind of commissioner that he is. Last year, the league dealt with the absentee Kamish, the Catic Kamish, the absconder, the silent, the non-existent Kamish. And he was kind of like a punishment of no dessert after dinner. We were left sitting and waiting for something to happen, but inevitably we were always left hungry and disappointed. The league was left without dessert for a whole season, but now they're getting a weekly serve of cannoli. And the recipe for a good cannoli is very similar to the recipe for a good commissioner. What makes a good cannoli is balance. The balance between the crisp, hard pastry exterior and that soft, sweet filling. And as a commissioner, we've seen the hard exterior right from the beginning in the perhaps heavy-handed response to league favourite and all-round nice guy Mitch Johns. Uh, he let the league know very early on that he's got that tough exterior to make the tough decisions. But he's also got the soft, sweet filling. And in that filling, there is substance. The kind of substance that means he doesn't make empty promises, much like an empty cannoli shell. He fills that shell with sweet fillings like a weekly podcast, fun games and awards like the bold predictions, booms and busts, and of course, the first ever league charter. That soft, sweet filling was on show when he offered fair judgment to even the most outspoken and critical GM in the league, Doc Latte. I believe ultimate balance was achieved in that recent DeAndre Hopkins Wavergate debacle. Firm but fair, crisp and sweet. This is your cannoli commish, and with your votes he comes in at number six.
Up next, we've got MJP Mason coming in at number five with votes as high as two and as low as seven. So some variability there, but uh, doing quite well to get into that top five uh, rank. I actually reached out to Mason at footy on Thursday night and asked him to say a few words uh, to contribute to the podcast. I said something around the kind of 10 second to 30 second mark, and uh, he's just sent me through four minutes. So, but uh, you know, this is a podcast for the people. Uh, for the people, by the people, and Mason is pretty much a person. So I'm going to let him have it. Uh, here are his thoughts. Enjoy. New Hounds power rankings, uh, week four, okay, so number 12. Uh, kicking it off with uh, my housemate Tom Mundy. Um, probably just more on GM moves more than anything else. Uh, has the players on board. I think he's brought on uh, Big Dairy. Uh, he's still got Zeke in his team. I think there's positives uh, moving forward. Just needs to uh, get his... Uh, Order right, uh, Mitch, uh, the other 0-4 team coming in at 11. Uh, unfortunately, injury ravaged uh, Saquon. Most of it should be back this week, um, though, but really lacking in the uh, the running back department. Uh, Davo, uh, Russ is certainly cooking again, but a down week from him almost cost him. Uh, CD Lamb's coming good. Jamal Williams getting a lot more touches, particularly in the receiving game. Um, no idea while he's holding uh Goff and Gronk, though, make some moves, big fella. Um, me, uh, Mike Thomas being questionable instead of on the IR has got to hurt as well, not being able to bring anybody in. Uh, Mick, great play uh, with uh, Dionis, got to hurt Terry, uh, getting pipped at the post once again. Any team with uh, Mahomes, uh, or Mahomes um, is going to do well basically every week. He's Kansas City D this week, though, was an aberration, probably not going to get that. Uh, 20 points every week with some absolute ducks from the... Uh, the Patriots quarterback. Um, Evans finally coming good, and uh, Robbie Anderson's it's shoring up his wide receivers. Uh, Paddy coming in next. Um, paid 12 fab for a backup running back, and Jeff Wilson then dropped him the next week without playing him. Um, so that basically says it all. Uh, Bone, um, look, no running backs this week. Uh, underperforming wide receivers. Um, I think the the double J's and uh, Jordan Allen and Aaron Jones are holding that team together. Um, and he just keeps picking up my waiver wire scraps. So uh, hopefully there's a change of uh, fortune for him coming up soon. Uh, Rob, I think he was pretty unlucky this week. Um, no idea why he's holding uh, Josh Gordon. Um, probably deserves to be uh, lower because of that. Obviously, he brings a certain culture to the team that uh, Rob vibes with. Um, OBJ and... Uh, Justin Jefferson uh, moving forward should be good for him, though. Uh, Dom, I think from from here onwards, uh, pretty similar, but Dom, uh, he's got Rojo coming good. Um, Kyler's doing well and probably had a down week and and played well. Robinson um, looks like he's come back. That was a final drive, but uh, obviously doing a lot better with uh, Big Dick Nick, um, swinging the ball to him, and uh, Kamara and Kittle, uh, you know. That's points every week, really. So looking good. Um, probably next one, Foston. Um, he's been the beneficiary of a couple of injuries. So Kareem Hunt's obviously uh, outlook is is looking pretty good for him. Um, I mean, any team that scores 130 uh, without their first round pick um, active is is pretty solid. And he's got Gibson, um, Antonio, which looks like he had a breakout week. So that's. Um, 
good for him moving forward. Now, probably controversially, myself uh, at number three, you know, I was debating where I was going to put myself between there and maybe six. But uh, personally, I think it was a down week for me. Uh, COVID kind of ripped through my team. So I was missing first my first two picks and a starting uh, receiver. Um, outside of that, though, before last week, uh, four of the top 15 running backs, a top five receiver and a top five quarterback. Um, you're probably always going to get points there. Um, probably a down week for me too, saved by uh, Aaron Rodgers. If it does continue with the Titans um, not being able to keep their hands themselves and not playing, uh, that'll impact me big time this week. No Derek Henry, Stefan Diggs or Davis will make it pretty hard for me to get wins. Um, Forbes... Um, did a lot of speaking about his team last week. Very confident, the new ego of the league uh, there. I thought it was on the decline, but um, a lot of good scores this week. Pretty high floor with the potential to uh, boom. Has a lot of upside. And then his bench is pretty deep um, too. So guys like uh, John Brown um, really add a bit of depth to that team. And then... Um, DJ, I guess his team speaks for himself because he won't. Cool. Okay, so there we have Mason's rankings, and I'll let the rankings speak for themselves, but there is one thing that I would like to point out, one thing worthy of note, is that out of all of the GMs who voted, uh, Mason is the only one to outrank himself for where he actually was. He's coming in at five and he's voted himself three. Every single other GM either got it bang on correct or they voted themselves lower. An extra uh, special shout out to Rob Zanko who didn't actually send through proper power rankings. He sent through four individual votes, not the full 12. So they weren't able to be a part of the uh, of the calculations. However, he voted himself at number five and he ended up at nine. So we've got Mason and Rob, uh, the only two GMs in the league to, uh, to outrank themselves. I'll just leave that little piece of information there. Probably unsurprising, but uh, there you go. You do with that what you will, listeners of the podcast. So coming in next, we've got number four, and it's Chris Forbes. He got a, a highest vote, was up at number two, so pretty high in, in some of the voters' minds, and his lowest vote was down at seven. So look, first and foremost, I want to say a big thank you to Forbes. It was his idea originally to do this league-wide voting format for the power rankings, uh, and it's been an awesome idea, awesome to get everyone's feedback. So uh uh, you know, thank you for that. He did also then put together all of the votes. He worked his magic on the spreadsheet, provided some uh, some some great stats. So so well done, Forbes. Stellar effort, and uh, my vote for uh, GM start of the week. Thanks. Uh, getting on to his team, uh, I suppose the the age factor is really playing a part, not only in his name in aged care, but also uh, in his performance. Seems like this aging core of his team in, you know, Tom Brady, uh, Gurley, David Johnson, well, they can uh, they can kind of wind back the clocks one week and then Father Time catches up with them the next. So lots of inconsistency going from agile to senile and leaving Forbes to kind of have to deal with what they serve up on that week-to-week basis. Um, it's also sad to say, uh, I think, Julio Jones is also showing his age. Um, and, you know, sad to see. No one wants to see it. And uh, perhaps that wide receiver double-down approach might be costly for Forbes with that with that pick. Um, luckily, on the 
other side of the spectrum of age. He has one of the best performing uh, keepers in the league, young gun, an absolute stud, DK Metcalf. Um, so he drafted him in the eighth, and Metcalf is currently sitting at wide receiver four altogether uh, uh, as the season to date. So that's a huge boost for Forbes and a big reason he's, he's sitting where he is, uh, as voted by you, the league, at number four. Well done, Forbes. And up next at number three, we've got Benjamin Foster and Lil Pep himself. Bit of variations in the voting. Uh, some GMs think that he is merely a Pepsi light coming in as low as six, but some think he is full-on Pepsi max topping out at three. He couldn't quite crack it into the top tier of that one and two position, so he's not quite at Coca-Cola level yet. And you'd definitely be disappointed if this was all they had left to mix in your drinks. However, absolute rise from Foston up the ranks and sitting pretty in the top three. His record itself is at three and one, and he is breathing down the neck of Mick Teeny, uh, trying to get to the top of that division. However, he is coming up against a staunch and undefeated Danny Jackson this week, so he'll need something special to be competitive. Good news is his, uh, his first rounder, Joe Mixon, finally getting some points on the board with a massive boom game last week. And his pick of Kareem Hunt was an incredible value in the draft. Got him late in the fifth round, and he's coming in at RB7 on the season to date. With an injury to Nick Chubb, uh, throw that into the mix. He's got an opportunity to go even bigger. So Lil Pep has certainly got a pep in his step, and uh, the voters agree. And that's why they've voted him here at number three on the power rankings. Well done, Lil Pep. Coming in now at number two, we have a pretty clear second in Dom Zanko. Well done. He is sitting at three and one, one of the highest scoring offenses across the season so far, and sitting pretty with the number one running back, Alvin Kamara, at the helm, absolutely getting it done. Uh, I wanted to mix it up with this one, and instead of uh, fawning over Dom's team myself and giving my own feedback, I wanted to share some of the feedback that he sent through to me with his power ranking votes, because... Uh, I think they're gold, and I think they need to be heard. So uh, here is some of what Dom had to say. 12, Terry. Terry should stop ambulance chasing everyone else's team and add depth to his own. Now he's stuck with one running back and boom or bust receivers. 11, Mick, desperate at running back, no depth at receiver. 10, Mundy, very average receivers on an average team. Most it should kill his McKinnon production. Nine, Davo, average waiver wire pickups. Eight, Mitch, serious issues at running back. Seven, Forbes, do not trust his running backs or quarterback or Julio. Six, Patty, lacking at receiver. Five, Rob, funnily enough, zero negative feedback here whatsoever. He just sent through a bunch of love heart emojis. Four, Mason, average wideouts. No quarterback this week. Three, Foston, lacking at quarterback. Puts himself at two, Dom Z. Big boost for Kittle being back. I could be lower, but this is my list, so deal with it. And one, Danny, the most positive feedback he could muster here. Pretty solid. So there we have it, Dom. There are your rankings, and I could not be more happy uh, with them. I loved getting your votes. I loved reading them when you sent them through to me, and I loved reading them out now and sharing them with the league. Um, absolutely brilliant. So uh, I'll tell you what, you can be the uh, co-GM start of the week for that marvellous effort. Absolute mwah, delight.
And coming in at number one, rounding out your power rankings, probably no surprise to anyone, the only undefeated team in the league is Danny Jackson. Out of all the votes, he had a standard deviation of zero. Uh, look, I couldn't go through the whole podcast without mentioning standard deviation after the tremendous effort that Forbes went to with his stats. But yeah, every single vote of number one went to DJ there, so well done. And look, when I was thinking about uh, what to say about Danny and how best to kind of congratulate and praise Danny's success, I realized that I just wasn't the man to do it because the man who is best at praising Danny Jackson is Danny Jackson. So here he is. I'm the number one fantasy football player, come on. Danny Jackson here, 181 points. Uh, that's what you get, COVID old blokes home that uh, called me out at the start of the week. But, um, you know, really good synergy from the team. Really helps when all their names rhyme. You know, we've got Dalvin, Melvin, Calvin, Jamison. We've got Mike, Mark, Shark, Dak. Just a really strong team. Didn't even need the number one wide receiver to score any points this week. So, uh, yeah, thanks for coming, boys. Okay, and there we have his feedback, probably about as putrid as we could have uh, hoped and expected, but uh, there he sits atop the power rankings, and uh, we all bloody put him there, so well done Danny Jackson coming in at number one. So guys, there we have it, and uh, that's going to do it for today's podcast. I wanted to try and keep this one just to the single uh, segment, uh, keep it a little bit uh, shorter and a bit more digestible. I wanted to say a big thank you to every single GM who um, sent in their votes. I want to say thank you to uh, Chris Forbes for um, uh, coming up with this idea and helping out with the spreadsheet and collating all of that information and sending it through to me. I want to say thanks to those who contributed their audio tracks to today's podcast as well, and thank Thank you very much to the listeners who uh, who are signing in each and every week and uh, and sticking with us. We really appreciate it. Uh, it's a big effort trying to put this thing together, um, but it's a bit of fun, and I hope you guys are enjoying it. So I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to jump straight into the editing booth and try to get this out to you as quick as possible. Uh, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Good luck with the upcoming round. And uh, I'd love to get some feedback on the thread and uh, hear what you guys are, hear your thoughts on how the power rankings rent. Thank you. Enjoy and peace out.